Warning, the following audio podcast may include language of an adult, nonsensical, repetitive, and quite frankly, moronic nature. On the plus side, if you watch the video version, you get to see two sexy motherfuckers. Enjoy the show. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing at the same time. Coming up on episode 135, Vince McMahon has been TKO'd. Roadhouse is getting a reboot and nobody's happy, including the person that made the fucking thing. And much, <laughs> much more. I am Mike Fish and I am joined as always by the main man from San Fran. It's Mr. Cush Hayes. Cush, how you doing, buddy? What's good, y'all? Cush Hayes here coming to you with the newest edition of the Waffle Box. Just the original Waffle Box, except no substitutes, because it is the best part of Wednesdays, guys. Coming all the way from the future home of Super Bowl 60. You love us because we do this. We do this because we love you and producer Lathan. What up, homies? Another week is in the books. Did either of you hear about the protesters in Paris this week? Apparently, they were chanting, what is more important, art or the right to healthy and sustainable food? Because apparently it's one or the other. Anywho, so they threw a bunch of soup over the Mona Lisa. Only problem was that it's protected by a giant pane of glass. So not only did they waste their time, but also a lot of perfectly good soup. Fucking dumbasses. Well, the French are passionate if they are anything. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's I don't know. I have to Google that. But um, yeah, I I, I mean, before we get too deep into things, but yeah, protesters, protesters are a big thing. That's that happens, protesting. But and I get protesting. Like I, I always wonder why people get angry about protesters because like yes, they can do things that are annoying, like block streets and stuff like that. But the whole point is, I guess. They they want to get attention to their mm-hmm. cause. That's fine, but yeah, mm-hmm. I guess this this is if you're protesting about the lack of food or whatever it was, and then you're wasting food to protest the lack. Of, yeah, that, seems, that seems pretty stupid. But yeah, like well, were they protesting <laughs> food or protesting like, art? Well, he said he said what it sounded like like the what's more important, sustainable food or art, which I've never. Again, is it is it uh, is one in, like do we have art? Uh, it's, it's either we have art uh, Mona Lisa, which has been around for about how many hundreds of years, or cheap bananas. Pick <laughs> to your side. Ah, Kush, how you been? How you been? I'm okay. I'm okay. Days? Doing better than the French, apparently. Holy hell! Uh oh, little doggy back there doing okay. Yeah, she's just blessed. It's just she does this futile attempt to tuck herself under a blanket. She tr- that sounds cute. Like she, 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 she acts like she's trying, but then she like does this thing where she nudges it with her nose, and then she looks at me as if to say, "Help me out, bitch." Right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay, she's good. She's good for a couple of hours. Ah, uh, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Oh man. Uh... So the Academy Awards just came out. Uh, the nominees just came out. We spoke a little bit about that last week. Um, or maybe we didn't, actually. 
I think I alluded to it and made some. I think made he was some, talking to Drew Angelman. I was talking to Drew Angelman. That's right. That was a good. Uh, that's available currently right now on the Bosnet dot family as well as uh, the YouTube channel uh, Bosnet so and so. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, apparently, white women are furious that uh, not only did that's, Greta that's Gerwig odd, odd for them. That is it's out of their character, isn't it? Yeah. It's out of their character. Yeah. But uh, apparently Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated for Best Director and and Margot Robbie didn't get nominated for Best Actress. Oh, I think um, we did touch So white women are blowing their lids, despite the fact that, you know, Ryan Gosling, they're very upset that Ryan Gosling got a nomination. Um, and apparently anytime you uh, remind them like, well, hey, that other actress lady, uh, America Ferreira, she 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 did get nominated, and then you and get labeled a misogynist, a and she is a woman. That is that is a fact. It's oh, the wrong just, woman, Kush. It's the wrong woman, apparently. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, white women, your privilege is showing. <laughs> it is. Uh, I, I remember which comedian it was that said this, but yeah, as a like, I appreciate when it comes to things of this kind of nature, as a as, as a white straight man. There's not many things that I should really speak up about, you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. But as he said, it's like, hey, white straight women, don't don't try to stand. To- You're with us Bill as Burr. well. You're doing all right as well. God, I wish I remember yeah. the bit. But it was that great. was Bill Burr. Stand by. Was it, no, uh, was it? It was Bill Burr. Yes, it was Bill Burr. Correct. I don't know why when you said Bill Burr, I thought Bill Hicks. No, that that's <laughs> Bill Hicks. Well, yeah, well Bill. Bill Hicks probably said something similar to it. Oh my goodness! Yes. So yeah, one thing I've been doing, I've been doing in the last couple of weeks, I spent uh, three hundred dollary dues. Wow! Going to see, uh, going to, I'm going to see the Pixies, okay. the Modest Mouse playing concert because um, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I don't know about Modest Mouse. They're pretty, what late two thousands, I guess. But Pixies, like eighties, no nineties. So it's one of those things, but how much longer are they going to do? Are they going to do a kiss and do like a 20 year long fair long tour? Who I don't, I don't know. So this could be my one time, but uh, going to Forest Hills Stadium in Queens. If you want to join me, don't say hi. Okay. It'd be weird because I'll be with people and they'll be like, what the fuck is this person? Doing? Who's this guy? And, well, it's my podcast. They know for me for my podcast. It's great. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's the exciting thing that happened to me. I'm going to go see some music in the summer and it's going to be fun. And there you go. <clears throat> um, this week, woo, what a show! Right, so I'm gonna have to do some a little bit of a disclaimer ahead of this week's show. <clears throat> like one, thanks for subscribing. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Appreciate it. We love you. Um, but not inappropriately, which is gonna lend into tonight's story. But uh, normally. We like to be a little bit lighthearted. We like to make a little bit of fun of the joke, the, the news that's going on. But there is a news story that is big in our world because me and Kush are, well, again, less so now. But we we, we are connected through professional wrestling. And there was a big story in professional wrestling this week, um, which I, I would feel, you know, I, I it's, it's something I want to talk about. It's interesting. But it's, it, it's, it's, it's a little heavy. It's a little heavy. I'll be honest. So uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, but yeah. Oof. Yeah, man. I only uh, know what you've told me. And then I've seen various memes. I hear a lot of talk about uh, 
uh, uh, uh, excrement, uh, defecating. Yep, there's going to be a lot of shit talk coming up. So I um I don't I don't understand. I hope it's not true. I'm not saying I hope the yeah yeah I, I hope this isn't true. There, there there'll, there'll be a day in court and people will be proven innocent or guilty. But uh yeah, if even half of this is true, like what the fuck? Well, we'll get it. We'll, we'll talk about something lighthearted. Warm ourselves up a little bit. Um, oh. So, Lathan, if you could do me the honor, um, and hit that button, hit that jingle. It's now time for this week's top stories. It's now time for this week's top stories. Oh, ah, uh, Hollywood! What the fuck? Um, so you know. If you haven't, unless you've been living under a rock or had your head buried deep in the sand, you might be familiar with the concept that Hollywood, as an overarching umbrella term, is lazy and loves to do remakes or reboots or sequels Mm. or prequels. That's very rare now that you get an original movie, right? So pretty soon there's going to be a... So I've been looking at it. So I think it's technically. It, some people said it's a remake. Some people said it's a reboot. But from what I'm gathering, it's almost like a, a spiritual sequel. It's what I'm getting from this, this information. Spiritual sequel. I mean, it can be, probably be that too. But um, Roadhouse. Mad Max is is a series that's been going on that uh, has no real historical lineage. You know. Like how many decades have passed in between stories? It's it's very big, but yes, Roadhouse. Roadhouse I cut you off there. is Excuse back, me. coming out later this. I think in May, I believe it's or March. It begins with an M. It's March or May. It's going to be released. Regardless, um, it's coming to Amazon. Coming to Amazon, and uh, it's, it's originally 1989 Patrick Swayze movie where he stars as a a what's the technical term that because it's, it's a bouncer, but they they cool. call him a cooler he's a cooler and apparently fans of patrick swayze and or the original movie have vowed to boycott the roadhouse remake as this story says but again i'm not sure what it is because it literally says in this article patrick swayze fans have vowed to boycott the roadhouse remake after the 1989 movie was rebooted one or the other. It's, they're, it's the one the same. Other. they're the same. They're the same. They're the same. I know. A reboot is more kind of okay. It's in the same universe, but we're kind of going a different angle. Whereas a remake is whatever. Anyway, anyway it's starring Jake Gyllenhaal, um, uh, in the lead role, um, and he's playing Elwood Dalton, seemingly related to Patrick Swayze's character. It was James Dalton in the original. So yeah, the oh, first sorry. trailer. Came out on Prime uh, last Thursday, and it also stars um, Conor McGregor. UFC Conor McGregor. Um. So yes, Jake Gyllenhaal stars as Elwood Dalton as a former UFC fighter who becomes a bouncer for a dingy bar in Florida Keys. Right. So someone, let's get into the fans' point of view. So a lot of fans. I've, I've, I've highlighted a couple of tweets here, right? So one fan put a Roadhouse remake. There's only one Dalton. Go fuck yourself, Hollywood. 
It's a good start. Um, <laughs> whose idea was it to remake Roadhouse and when will they be fired? Mm. And this one actually, this is kind of like my where I'm my wavelength is. Uh, why are they remaking Roadhouse? Did a single person ever ask for this? Which is, uh, I know when you text me the other day about this, my first response was like, what, why, why, why is this happening? Why remake uh, Roadhouse? I mean, I don't want to stoke any flames here, but considering that neither Patrick Swayze or Terry Funk are with us anymore, whoever greenlit this movie deserves to be blackballed from Hollywood forever. Holy, overdramatic, overdramatic. Um, it's been 35 years. Like enough time has passed. We we can we can remake Roadhouse. We can reboot Roadhouse. Can you, we can do whatever we want with Roadhouse. Talking about it, things like that because it makes me feel old. Oh, well, you are old. Roadhouse came out after I was born. That's thirty fucking years. That would be over thirty five. Oh my god. Is that over thirty five years now? Holy hell. Well, I, I was born over thirty five years ago. Yes. Oh, copy that. Copy that. All right, old man. Yeah, I mean, look, when you explain the premise of this new roadhouse it was the same premise as the old roadhouse just with ufc attached to it um but it doesn't mean that either one sounds any less ridiculous um and then you you, you think about the stars jake gyllenhaal well patrick swayze being this this super ultra tough guy sounds super ridiculous however i'll tell you this I, I finally saw Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze about a decade ago. It was that late, like only a decade ago. Um, I get why people like it. it, it that it's movie a, it's is a, it's fucking awesome, dude. Movie where you don't really have to think too much. You just watch the stuff happen. The stuff ending does happen. The ending is ridiculous, though. Like when I mean, if you haven't seen Roadhouse. Spoiler alert, I guess it came out in 1989. But like the main bad guy gets killed, mm -hmm. and then basically the police show up and they go, What? No, we didn't kill anyone, we don't know what to talk about. And the police are like, ah, Okay, and they leave, and everyone's happy. It's very bizarre. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was really happening. But. Small town justice. Small that's town what that's justice. called. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so the the guy who made this movie, director David Lehman, Lyman, Lehman, Lyman, yeah. is also reportedly furious. Now this yeah. I do get. Well, okay. Well, so I dug a little bit deep. So basically, okay, give the little premise. So apparently, David Lyman, Lehman, whatever, is furious mm -hmm. that Amazon's entertainment Dougie. division. Quote, walked you. back on a promise to give Roadhouse a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Instead, what they're doing is just releasing it straight to Amazon Prime, Prime Video, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, he wrote an exclusive article or column for Deadline where he basically said, I'm pissed off that Amazon are releasing this on the streaming platform. He was also so incensed that he's refusing to go to the premiere at South by Southwest uh, coming like up that. next month. Now, when I dug a little bit deeper in this, okay, let me see if I can find anything on this. So apparently, according to Doug Lyman, Lehman, mm -hmm. Amazon promised 
that they would release this movie in the theaters. Mm. But the only thing I could find is that so when Amazon purchased MGM in 2022 for $8.5 billion, Amazon made a promise to spend $1 billion for theatrically released movies, as well as confirming that it would release at least 12 movies per year in cinemas worldwide. So they did. I mean, again, we weren't in that. We, we I don't know what was having that conversation, but it doesn't seem like Amazon promised him. It just seems that he kind of maybe put one and one together and got three uh, and was like, well, this well, movie is really fucking good. And they did say they were going to release the movies. <laughs> so naturally, it's going to be my movie, right? And then when they were like, no, he got pissed off. So there's some details that are conflicting. Uh, I, I read the same article that you read. And so when he was hired to make this movie, the Roadhouse remake, um, it was with MGM. And MGM was its own thing at the time. And then Amazon immediately bought that. So I don't know what if Amazon actually, like, don't worry, this will still go to theaters. I don't know if they told him that or not. Um, however, that, that billion dollar promise, uh, they have yet to release anything. And that was like a year and a half ago. So they, um, the, Amazon's definitely dragging their feet on some stuff, but they also might be realizing like, oh, none of our movies have been really good. I mean, they will, some of, at best they've been only okay, but do we want to spend that much money more in the theater? It, it costs money to put the movie in the theater, believe it or not, kids. Well, yeah, so marketing and all that shit as well. And that so, point, but anyway, I don't, I don't there was a lot of thinking I'm, by no means I'm, am I taking the side of Amazon? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, fuck Amazon, they've got enough money, they don't need new ones. I'm just saying, perhaps, because you know how corporations are, as they're all corporation y. You know, they have some loopholes. I'm just saying that maybe uh, there was some crosswords. But yeah, Roadhouse. I mean, since it's going to be on Amazon, I'll probably definitely watch it. I'll check it out. It is a bit strange. What, like, it just seems a bit left out of left field. Like, what, road? Why are they making Roadhouse again? It seems odd. Because it's been thirty-five years. You can remake. You can remake so anything after that, dude. Like, there's a whole God. generation of kids who don't know what that is. If any movie company or anyone dares try remake Big Trouble in Little China, oh. Well, the, the Rock apparently has the rights to that. And he's been talking really? about that for a decade as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to see Dwayne Why that Johnson thing has not been started yet, I don't know. But the, the Rock has been talking shit about that for a decade now. Mm. Oh, I'm very aroused. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson <laughs> Jack Burton. Oh, maybe. But then who would he have? Because... Who would he star as uh, his little Asian friend psychic guy? That's probably they're probably having trouble casting that. Jet Li's too old. Jackie Chan is too old. Like no one else knows a, a modern action star. What about who's that? Who's that guy that he was in uh, The Walking Dead, and also he started in that movie where he started a farm, but he was having trouble. Okay, yeah, that's uh, Stephen Glenn. I could I could see him in it. Uh, Stephen, Stephen UN, excuse me. 
Um, he he's Korean, and I don't know that he knows any martial arts. Period. Actually, you know, I'm, I don't know why I'm helping them. No, screw it. Don't make it. Don't make the movie. <laughs> Leave it. Leave it alone. Make make it, man. The, the original Perfect. will still exist. The original will still be awesome. No, because they'll change. Oh, and then they'll change gonna... nothing. They'll they'll make a different movie, and the original will still exist. It'll still it'll be right there. Look at that. Right Leave my shit alone. It's my, it's mine. It's my baby. Um, but yeah, so people, a lot of people go. And at the end of the day, I mean, I guess I'm assuming much like like if it goes to theaters, typically in the contracts they get like a cut of the ticket mm. sales. Yeah. So po probably that's probably where he's getting a little bit more annoyed rather rather than the the integrity. I want I want people to see this as I wanted it to be I want to see it in theaters because that's how I made it. No, he just wants more money and he's pissed off that he's probably not gonna get as much money as he thought he would. That should be in his contract, uh, Doug Lyman's contract. And if it isn't, he's he hasn't made a big deal about it, but he's probably pissed off about that equally as well. Um we just had Oppenheimer come out this summer, and during the pandemic, he had the movie Tenet come out for Warner Brothers. And unfortunately, it was the pandemic, and Warner Brothers was tired of like, eh, some of the theaters are kind of open, and we can't just let these things sit on the shelf. Uh, we're going to just release Tenet. And he's like, you can't release Tenet in the middle of the pandemic. Like, no one's going to be able to go. Like, oh, by the way, uh, he had that opening weekend deal where he got like, 30% of the box office or something just like gross like he he was due to make a lot of money on this regardless of how I feel about that movie like he was going to make a lot of goddamn money and, and it because comes during the pandemic and they're like here's your ten dollars here's your ten uh -huh. bucks here's a gift card to Baskins and Robbins <laughs> get, get, get yourself a, a double scoop yeah so they, that's basically what it is oh fuck not again oh Ah, bless him, I guess, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, um, when it comes to like, I saw the trailer. It doesn't look terrible. The only thing that looks ridiculous is the stuff with Jake Gyllenhaal. But well, then a, again, Patrick Swayze thing. was doing Tai guy. Chi while smoking a cigarette. So, like, take grain of salt, kids. Should have made it with Steven Seagal. That'd be fun. Ooh, Fatty Seagal. Well, I don't know, dog. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cooler. Uh, uh. Uh, anyway, right next story. Oh, next. Um, if you're if 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 at this point you're not familiar with Vince McMahon, then at, right now I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> but um, he is the founder of World Wrestling Entertainment, aka. Well, he wasn't. His dad did it back in the day. His so dad found a worldwide wrestling worldwide federation. Worldwide wrestling federation. Or capital wrestling federation. Mm. Even before then. Um, but whatever. Doesn't matter. So Vince McMahon is the wrestling guy. If you watch, if you know of wrestling, if you grew up watching Hulk Hogan and Raw and blah, 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 then that's Vince's fault. That's what he did. And he is um, at an estimate. I don't actually look. Um, he is a Apparently he's 78, but he looks 112 at this point. And he has like a stodgy dyed black hair and creepy pencil mustache, but whatever. That's His mustache is quite fascinating these days. It's 
it is. But as of now, because this is the developing story, so I will say we are recording this on Championship Sunday. Please don't sue us, NFL, for saying that. So if between now and Wednesday when this comes out, if more shit goes down, then that's why we haven't said anything. But as of Sunday, this is what the story is. He ate a baby. He ate a baby? What? Um, so yeah, Vincent Mann has resigned from his role as executive chairman of TKO Group Holdings, which is the, the parent company of WWE and UFC when that all got eaten up. It's been like six months now? About that, yeah. Fucking hell. So amid allegations of rape, assault, and sex trafficking, he was accused of misconduct in a lawsuit filed in federal court on Thursday by former WWE employee Janelle Grant. Uh, the 78-year-old was named as a defendant alongside WWE and as itself, and John Laurinaitis, who was a former head of talent relations. The lawsuit alleges Vince McMahon coerced the 43-year-old into a sexual relationship, shared naked images of her 43. with senior WWE staffers, and forced her into group sex situations that resulted in physical injuries. Those situations allegedly include the crossing of state lines, which is resulting in the sex trafficking claim. Whew. So Janelle Grant also alleged that McMahon... Hmm. That Vince McMahon defecated on her head during a threesome and told her not to shower for an hour and a half. That's in funny. another alleged incident, McMahon and John Laurinaitis were accused of sexually assaulting Janelle Grant in an office at WWE headquarters, forcing themselves on her while saying, Oh boy, no means yes. Take it, bitch. Oh, Jesus. What? Okay. So, Oof. right. Before we get into the, the, so like you were saying, like, this kind of like in an ideal world, maybe this isn't true, but obviously the, my big thing is where there's where there's smoke, there's fire, typically. Mm. And here's like there are text messages. I did bre a look over this filing the other day. There are about this. text messages in there of some of the shit that he would say to her, and yeah. when it comes to lawyers. Majority of lawyers are scumbags, evil, will do whatever they can to win, yada, yada, yada. But one thing lawyers aren't is stupid, right? And so when you're releasing text messages, because text messages now are very easily verifiable with like the cell carriers and they can, sure. yeah, this happened, this was sent to this person at this time, blah, 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 blah. It's very easy to verify that. So the fact that there was text messages leads me to believe that this is probably all true. Hey, um, then, so I'm going to go over the timeline and then we can kind of discuss, right? So following the release of the filing, Slim Jim, snap it to a Slim Jim, yeah, which is one of WWE's major sponsors, said in a statement, quote, Slim Jim values integrity and respect in all of our partnerships. Given the recent disturbing allegations against Vince McMahon, at this time, we have decided to pause our promotional activities with WWE. This decision reflects our commitment to our brand values and responsibilities to our community. We will continue to monitor the situation and base our future engagements on our values and what's best for our brand. About an hour after Slim Jim said that, 
Shockingly, Vince McMahon announced that he was resigning from the company, quote, out of respect for the WWE universe. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> right, I mean, that's just, uh, so he, he did say, oh, no, I, Janelle, yeah, she's lying, but however, I am going to leave because of the integrity of the blah, 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 blah. And respect for those in WWE Universe. Let me just say this as a card-carrying member of the WWE Universe. Coming from a guy that uses phrases such as no means yes and drops a deuce on a woman's head, I gotta say, having your quote-unquote respect doesn't mean a whole lot. Right. In fact, I think I'd actually prefer it if I didn't have your respect. Keep your respect. I'd probably get herpes from it anyway. Yeah. Well, he's just gonna shit on you. I mean, wait, that's gonna um and then breaking news as of yes so saturday was wwe's royal rumble oh how'd that go the, the event itself was a lot of fun fantastic okay. stuff um but afterwards after most of their major pay-per-views such as royal rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, survivor series they hold a press conference interesting that's new and where paul levesque aka mm -hmm. Triple H, who is Vince's son-in-law, mm -hmm. who is now like the head guy within the company. He was chairing this press conference and several members of the media had things to say. So such as I John Alba, um, Brandon Thurston, um, and others. I can't remember, I apologize if I can't remember all their names. So um, John Alba, he asked something along the lines of like, hey, look, so about a year or so ago, these allegations came about, but there was no real details. It was just the NDAs were out there. Um, but now you have no information. Like, How much of the information did you know a year ago? And um, you know, what do you think of the allegations? And I love Triple H. He's been one of my favorite wrestlers ever since I was young. Okay. And he responded to that. So asking for how much did the company know about these allegations, et cetera, et cetera. To which he responded, uh, I just kind of want to focus on the positives. We've had a great night tonight. We just <laughs> signed a great new deal with Netflix and Dwayne Johnson is part of the TKO board of Met board directors. What? Um, and then Brandon Thurston asked him at the very least, hey, so this... 64 page filing came out have you read the filing and the allegations and what are your thoughts on the allegations and he said no i haven't i haven't read it hmm. you're talking bullshit right there is no fucking way that he probably didn't read it actually no but i'm pretty fucking sure some at least someone made him aware of what was in it i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that if someone came out and said, mm -hmm. released this on a Thursday, by the time Saturday, if you're the head of that company, you're being made aware. You're being briefed on that shit, oh, right? Sure. No, they didn't ask you to brief. They just asked if you, was read, if you read it. So, yeah, it was, it was a poor showing, Joe. So, because I, I, I get, like, here's the thing, again, because I always try to be, play devil's advocate for anything. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we'll get to Vince in a minute, but when it comes to like corporates and shit like that, I totally understand them trying to, okay, let's 
until we get a hold of this situation or whatever, let's try to defuse as much as we can. So I totally, I don't say respect, but I understand him not going too much into detail at the press conference about this. 100%. But just to be like, oh, hey, so your father-in-law and former head of this company was accused of all of this shit. What are your thoughts? And his first response was, we had like 50,000 people here tonight. Isn't that great? Like, what? That's... Come on, dude. They, 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 he probably legally can't say anything. Like, well, but, then, but then at least say that. Say, like, look, hey. You probably can't even he, say that. Well, maybe. But yeah, I guess I would start the press conference. Like, hey, look, there's an elephant in the room. I know what you're all thinking, and I know what you are. But it's a brand new lawsuit, so I can't. Got, I'm sorry, but I can't talk about it. Any lawyer there they intend on paying would say don't. Don't think positive of it. Don't think negative of it. Don't don't even like acknowledge it. Just be like, eh, eh, just literally just duck, duck the question. So um, that's yeah. Does it mean it's right? Mm, it's up to you. However, um, yeah, man, this is fucking. Uh, this is troubling. I'm. While I should be surprised, I am not. There, there, there are details in this thing that don't make any sense to me based on what I do know about Vince, but that's they're all tall tales. They're all like what you just hear in the bars. I, I obviously don't know Vince McMahon himself, but the stuff I've heard about him, just like, really? He's just defecating on a, on a 43-year-old woman. She was probably in her 30s at the time. Whatever. Why does that matter? Because it's Vince McMahon, and he actually, like... If Leonardo DiCaprio is breaking up with chicks at 25, think about what the fuck Vince McMahon is doing. All right. It's, it's, it's there are rules to this. So, um, again, I, I don't know why she would lie about this, but I hope none of this is true. Um, one, again, one of the gross. main reasons why I believe this is right. And I, again, I don't want to be making light of it. And again, we're not going to go to full deep dive in this because that's not. I will say, if you do want a really good breakdown of this lawsuit and it's done very tastefully and detailed, sure. uh, please go to Post Wrestling's YouTube page. Uh, John Pollock and Brendan Thurston do a fantastic, very well breakdown of this. Did you um, catch what the earliest year was, if, if it's even brought up? Like, I don't know why it wouldn't be. 2019. I oh, this is that recent. Though. Okay, so she was yes. like late 30s, early 40s. Again, yeah. this... Yeah, um, I don't want to like discredit this woman, but this doesn't make any sense. Again, like, if they want to do kinky shit like this, there, there are <laughs> there are prostitutes that will... Con- Consent, consent to all of this stuff and charge him a good penny to not talk. Well, here, but, again, so, again, what I'm about to say is not trying to make light of the situation or anything like that, but to take everything to one side, mm-hmm. the big way, reason this came out was that uh, it drew, it was either, I think it was early 2021, if I get the time frame correct. So he basically told her that Linda, his wife, found out about their relationship 
so she had to leave the company because he basically created a position within the company for her and to get past that he would be he's i'm gonna pay you three million dollars but you need to sign this nda a non-disclosure thing right and he didn't pay her he didn't pay her and so she was basically well i guess because you he agreed to pay her a million dollars up front i believe and then five hundred thousand every year for the next four years and he just didn't do that and so fair play to her she was like well i guess the nda is null and void because you didn't fucking hold up yours end of the bar breach of contract and in the lawsuit the filing that you can find online it also features a copy of the nda that he got to sign which again doesn't help his case Alright, so so she's it's sounding like she has consented to this. He just didn't pay, which is also still not cool. Still not cool, dude. Well, yeah, um, I don't, I don't want to paint paint too much, but again, you have to if you go into so I don't know why are you shitting on anybody. So so she, the way this apparently started was that she was a full time carer for her parents, and then unfortunately they passed away. And she had to sell everything to pay like the bankruptcy of her parents' estate. Man. She was like very much hard on the luck. And then sure. a friend of a friend, they connected to a Vince McMahon who said, Hey, I'm gonna give you a job, I'm gonna help you with your new life. And then he he basically groomed her from one side of the argument. Um, because I, I this is the big thing. I don't who's listening to this and who's listening to our point of view, who knows? But I one thing I have seen on the the, the interwebs is that people were like well this has been going on for two three years you know if she really thought she was in a horrible relationship why 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 did she keep going and it's like yeah you could definitely make that argument but at the same time i've i've never been in a abusive relationship or anything like that so i'm not going to pass judgment because you you see it all the time with people in um where their husbands boyfriends women uh, wives beat the shit out of them but they stay with them you don't know what, so I'm not going to say it's just as simple as, well, why don't you just, why you just tell the fuck off? Like, it's not, sometimes it's not just that simple, so I don't want to to get into that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I think, where does smoke this fire? And I think this is fine, especially now he's not the, the be all end all. He's not, like, when he, when he left the WWE a couple of years ago, he had like basically 85% of the voting power. So even though he left the WWE, he was like, hey, can I come back? And his son-in-law, his daughter and the head of the company all basically told him to fuck off because it's like, hey, this isn't good for our company. We want you to stay away. And he did the whole, well, hands up who wants me to come back. Oh, I win because I have 85% of the vote. And so he came back. Whereas now TKO owns the company. He has basically nothing so he's 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 done so it's, it's oh, what a and netflix was supposed to talk about netflix they were supposed to release a documentary about him pretty soon oh wow i wonder if that's going to get released still or if they're at very best case they're going to go well there's a whole new chapter on this thing we need to i do. mean they could release it as is and then release uh update coming up on season oh, two 85 minutes yeah uh, this sounds like a fucking nightmare. So, God damn it, Van. What are you doing, Vince? Um, the, 
what level of success pushes you to this point, man? And like, why do you? It's, what, it's the fucking hell. The complex because it reminds me of, and I'm not anyone. I don't want anyone to sue me. Um, and I'm not saying he did anything on this level, but it kind of reminds me of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger situation where you know he cheated on his wife with I think the babysitter or something like that. And it's kind of like I think Bill, but actually Bill Burr, I think he did a bit on this. Ways talking about when when people are successful for so many years doing what, eventually ego kicks in and they think they can get away with anything and they can ah, fuck it, I can do whatever I want. Mm. And then eventually, sometimes life kicks them in the ass, and unfortunately, it's so like what makes you ago. want to do that also. I like I've got an ego, but at no point do I want to take a shit down anybody. At no There's point do I want to pull my pants down and literally squat on somebody. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And it like he was because also uh, even though he wasn't named in this, Brock Lesnar is also kind of mentioned because mm. it's kind of like um. You know when like they can't technically legally name someone, I guess, but they basically just hit. So, so it's kind of like, hey, uh, so did you hear uh, one of the hosts of Waffle Box did some shit? Oh, which one? Oh, I can't say, but it's uh, the one Check with the ginger the beard and the glasses. Oh, well, it's that's Kush. No, nope, well, I didn't say that. Yeah, but you kind of described him. No, nope, no, nope, didn't say that. Like they said, like a a WWE superstar. That was a former UFC heavyweight champion and on the roster in 2021. Like, well, okay, that's that's it. Doesn't mean he's 30 seconds. That's Brock Lesnar. Okay, okay. Good to know. <laughs> apparently, he here. Apparently, yeah. The unnamed WWE superstar. No, Cain Velasquez came and went in 2020, I think. Um, Velasquez, excuse me. Cain Velasquez. But uh, apparently, the unnamed WWE superstar who used to be what UFC heavyweight champion. Um. Requested uh, videos of her urinating. What the fuck? And guys? right here's the thing, right? This is what <sighs> pisses really pisses me off, right? This is about men, you men, you bastards, right? And so apparently, in text messages, he requested. He said, "Hey, send me a video of you urinating." And so she sent a video of her urinating. And then he called her a bitch. Well, just say, <laughs> at least say thanks, you ungrateful cunt. Yeah, right. Oh. What the fuck, guys? So yeah, this is very uh, much maybe like we the need, beginning need of se- the maybe we do need the sex robots. Because here's the problem with this is that because obviously her lawyers are getting involved, and normally because I, I'm not super familiar with American law, however, because normally I would just assume that Vince's lawyers would talk to her lawyers and be like, can we just make this go away? I know we promised her three million, but how about if we give her six million? Will she shut the fuck up kind of thing? That's what I would normally assume would happen, right? But because during like where he would suggest, hey, I'm going, I want you to have sex with this person. I want you to have sex with this person. And in text messages, again, text messages from Vince's phone to her phone, he said stuff like, I am the one 
I get to control who fucks you. Like he was, he'd say that kind of shit to her, right? And that is in text messages. So that's, that's that happened, right? And because WWE is the old traveling show, and so they would go from state to state to state to state to state. And if I appreciate not everyone's gonna be familiar with this, so I will educate you. But that kind of thing, that's where the quote-unquote sex trafficking comes in because you are crossing state borders and when sex trafficking is engaged <laughs> that's a federal crime which that's becomes a little bit more serious than can we can we settle this when the federales get involved it could get very dirty and very ugly for mr mcmahon so this is going to be very interesting to see where this goes why is it always our dicks that are getting us into trouble? Like, seriously? Like, I don't know. Like, Again, maybe, maybe, maybe China needs to make more sex robots, honestly. Like, I know I just said that five seconds ago, but Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know how, how to keep us out of this situation. Like, also, what, what kind of depravity is this? What, who, who, what, what, what evolves a person to this level? Right? I don't this uh it's, it's, and apparently also in the thing he he would use sex toys on her right mm-hmm. which and, and on the face of it out of context out of all the context of all this stuff you just be like, oh a guy using sex toys on a woman that's fine but apparently he would be very he he would change the um vigor shall we say that he uses the sex toys based on the name of the sex toy because he named all of his sex toys after WWE superstars. I kind of want to know more about that. I just, I, I'm just scared to see what the Andre the Giant one looks like. I, I'm, I, is there a closet? Is there a trophy room? Like, there's, there's literally been hundreds, thousands of people now in the WWE. Like, how? Is there a women's like, roster? Um... Like the anchor man, where he like just bangs on the wall and this thing turns mm-hmm. around and there's like hundreds of different sex toys. Do you want the Steve Austin or do you want the Roddy Piper tonight, huh? I want the Ming the Merciless. Oh, you dirty bitch. Give me the, <laughs> give me the horn swoggle. The horn swaddle. Oh, one. But yeah, the yeah, check the, if you want to hear more post wrestling. Dot com go on their youtube page brandon first and john pollock break that down it's it's fucking insane and it again not to get too serious but if you are because i've read i mean i was texting you about okay if i'm gonna do this i want to i don't want to just make stuff up or say stuff that i heard mm-hmm. i'm gonna read this stuff and even as cynical as i am and i'm thinking vincent man i was i just always assumed vince was some kind of cd man i didn't you know Mm-hmm. Even reading some of the details in this and the excerpts from the text messages, it was like, wow, I need to take a break and then I'll come back to this. <laughs> it's fucking mm-hmm. vile. So, yeah. I think fine, because I know we mentioned, we talked about Vince a couple of years ago when he, this thing's going out and he came back. But I, I, I think this is the end. This is the end, my friend. Oh, Whatever man. happened with that lawsuit? Did that get settled out of court? No, it's the same one. 
This is the same one. So that was when the NDAs were discovered, and that's when they started digging deeper, and they started going, oh, it looks like you got some NDAs there for some sexual shit. What's up with that? And then nothing came out of it. But then he didn't pay the money associated with the NDA. So this is one of the NDAs that got him in trouble two years ago. But now the details are coming out of it because he didn't pay the money for the NDA. So again, like NDAs and payments of money does not make these actions good or fine. But yeah, at the same point, you do some at a certain level have to think, Jesus Christ, man, you're your own worst enemy. You did like you you literally mm-hmm. through corporate laws and corporation shit, you're basically getting away with this shit. And just because for a bit literally a literally a billionaire, he has literal because he sold some of his stocks and got the takeover, he literally probably has over a billion dollars in his bank account. And just because he's like, ah, I'm not going to pay $2 million. Ah. Now look what happens. I mean, you're still rich, but you fucking idiot. Ah, fuck. Fuck uh, that guy. Oh, oh I think that's all. Um, well, that's I'm going to change the subject real quickly. Uh, we are recording this live on a, on, on a certain such and so day. And uh, congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers. You were going to the Super Bowl to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh shit! They came back and beat the Lions, thirty-four to thirty-one. What? That's according funny. to my Google here. For some reason, up oh, there it is. It is now final, final, final. Oh shit! Congratulations to San Francisco 49ers. and fucking what the fuck, Lions? You were like destroying them when I last watched it. Yeah, dude. I uh, I saw that score earlier too, where it was like twenty four to seven. I was like, oh my god, might not come back from this one, guys. Brock Purdy, you better fucking bring your A game. If you, if I, if I have to see. And while you're at it, Brock Purdy, don't ask chicks for pissing videos. No. If I have to see fucking Patrick Mahomes, smug little face, better bring another Super Bowl. Like, I gave him, I gave him a free pass last year because he beat the Eagles. But now I'm kind of bored of it. Nothing personal against him, but like, it's boring now. What is this? Five, six years they've been to the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't know. Give me something different, man. Give me something different. I almost forgot that the 49ers were in this thing last year. They didn't win, of course, which is why that helped make me forget. But still, but still. Holy cow! All right, we're almost an hour into this bad boy. Let's um, yeah, a little deep there. We got a little deep there. We got a little deep there. Um, but now let's talk about some people that are actually doing something good with their lives, and achieving things, and then getting a brewery in Ireland to say, "Yeah, you did great," and yeah. give them a bit of paper to say so. In this week's dumb world record of the week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh, This week's Dumb World Record takes us to Tracy, California. It's right around Sacramento, Stockton area, the the state capital. Just the facts, ma'am. So this young lady, Macy Davis Sutherland, double barrel surname, Mm. What does that normally mean? 
parents can't get along. No, oh. I want you to take my name, but I want to take your name. Do you? Uh, you have to oh. take my name. I don't want to take your name. Oh, that's no, that was all. Barrel. That was a whole thing. In, I don't know what it was like in the UK, but that was a whole thing in the eighties where they were being progressive. Like, it's it's just rude to impose the man's name on the family. We're 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 in this together. I also want to honor my father. Like, just and that's why you have now kids with like multiple hyphen names. Because it's 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 not just those two parents, but then the parents after that were like, you know, my mom and dad named me after each other, and I think we should name our child after each other. So I should be like Mason Dixon. Barreled surnames. Yeah, quadruple barrel. Yeah, yeah. Guess that. Guess that crazy. Well, what has Macy Davis Sutherland from Trace, California, been up to? <laughs> so she broke the Guinness World Record for. Longest arm hair, oh. female category. What the fuck? So Macy Davis Sutherland has a single strand of hair coming out of her arm, measuring eighteen point four centimeters, or seven point two four inches. What the fuck, bitch? And if you look at the picture, it's literally like she's like holding it like one. Hey, look, I got a, I got a hair, I got a long hair. Um, Macy didn't at first apparently realize that she had an oddly long arm hair until her junior year in high school in 2012. Um, and is unsure when it started growing. Macy told her friends that she was going to let it grow out so she could someday hold the Guinness World Record title for it. Even if this is true, how fucking sad is the town of Tracy, California? Could you imagine the face on that high school career counselor when she asked Macy what she wanted to be when she grew up? And she answered, I want to have the longest arm hair, longer than any other woman's arm hair in the world. Her parents must be so disappointed. Actually, knowing what I now know about Tracy, California, she's probably the most successful person in her family. <laughs> Lathan, uh, you're probably not wrong, actually. Uh, Tracy, California, is it's, it's a little suburban town, um, but it is also surrounded by meth land. Meth oh, land. The land where, where methamphetamines are sold and distributed and used uh, freely, quite freely, to the point where uh, people think it's a great idea to grow a single oh, yeah. strand of arm hair. Gross. Um... So apparently throughout Bitch. the years, there Gross. are multiple times where Macy's arm hair had grown past 15 centimeters, but unfortunately it would either accidentally be pulled out or fall out. How fast was this bitch's arm growing? I don't know. I'm, I've never... Oh, actually, that's a lie. I have shaved my arm hair once. Because I wanted my tattoo to look cool. But yeah, this is like, this is a good several years growth and it's, it's normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I do get sometimes? I don't know if you get this. What's that? Randomly, I'll get this really fucking, oh, like, maybe like two eyebrow. centimeters. Mm-hmm. Like a big old eyelash, yep. an eyelash, eyebrow hair. Like, where the fuck did that come from? I've had that problem. I've had that problem to the point where it somehow got caught in my eyelash and, like, I couldn't open my eye for a second. I'm like, oh my God. I took a picture of it, sent it to the girlfriend at the time, and she went, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, 
Uh, I want to be a Guinness World Record holder. <laughs> I probably could have got the record that year. Uh, no, you, you got to trim that shit. Um, yeah, I've had weird shit where, like, I've had a whisker grow out of my nose. I don't mean nose hair. I mean a whisker grew out of my Ooh, nose. Fascinating. It's like a piercing. Yes. And like it was, it was during the pandemic. That's one of those things where, like, I ain't moving around a lot. And, you know, every now and then I peek into the mirror every few hours just because I'm bored. Like, and, and three hours ago, it was just my nose. Three hours later, there's a goddamn whisker out of coming out of it. Like, it's significant to the point where I plucked it. It had a root on it and everything. I was like, what the, what the fuck is this? Did your eyes water? I bet your eyes watered a bit. No, no. It felt like just plucking uh, anything from my facial hair. But yeah, no, I, 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 I'm at that age now where I have to groom my interior nose hair, and yes, eyes will water. Oh no, you need to get one. I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I got one. Oh, I I got that little gimmick too. Razor, and it has a different head, and it's like the swirly bit. It makes my nose bleed. Really? Actually, it chafes the skin oh, for me, so just, it makes just, my nose bleed. Just stick it up there and whirl it around for a couple of minutes. And I'm, just, oh, I'm just watching TV. I think it's quite nice. <laughs> Jealous. And you blow your I nose and all this hair comes out. It's great. <laughs> Jealous. Yes, that's what you're jealous about me for. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations, Mavis, Macy Davis Sutherland, for having a really long hair on your arm. I guess. I bet she's single, gentlemen. Hmm. But for how long? I don't know. It's, it's, I've brought, we've already discussed tonight. There's, there's, there's someone out there for everyone. Someone's probably got some kink about wanting to have sex with a woman with long arm hair. And she. <laughs> If they didn't before, they do Only now. Fans. Some shit. I don't know. I'm tired. We should take a break. <sighs> Still to come on this week's Whopper Box, we've got the middle of the show quiz after the break. Uh is reviewing a movie called Poor Things, which is, spoiler alert, the movie poster looks creepy and depressing as fuck so we'll see what that move is about uh plus every boy better royal and all that much more so stick around we'll be right back after this short break friday on the dukes of hazard we need all the help we can get a friend steals his retirement fund oh no it's a sheriff and the boys have to sneak it back into the vault before the bank goes crazy cousin this is going to be a lot easier than we thought or is it the Dukes of Hazard, followed by Dallas and Falcon Crest, Friday night. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome everyone, welcome to 135. It's the middle of the show. So if you ask me, it's about time to play the middle of the show quiz. And this week's birthday boy is Mr. JT himself. It's Justin Timberlake's 43rd birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, JT. I hear you're being embarrassed really badly right now. Uh, we just saw a commercial during the halftime there, and uh, it was for the Dukes of Hazards. Now, I didn't actually get to see the commercial, but I got to hear it. And uh, hey, there was one small detail I picked up on that told me, like, this wasn't the original Dukes of Hazard. This was that one 
weird year where the original Duke brothers uh, went on strike. Like they, there was a contract issue. And so those guys were gone for like a full season and they brought in two new guys to be the Duke boys. And then they had to do like a, a ceremonial handoff once the contract got renegotiated. But anyways, that, that's all I wanted to say. I'm sorry to interrupt. And it sounded like whoever they hired was also the guys from that episode of South Park where they they took a derb. They took a derb. <laughs> they might have, the guys from South Park might have taken that from them. Maybe. Um, so, yes, yeah, Justin Timberlake's birthday quiz. So, obviously, I've got five questions about Mr. Justin Timberlake himself. Now, for some reason, I didn't want to go back into the archives too much. But for whatever reason, I'm sure it wasn't a birthday reason because I've only just started doing a birthday, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, I feel I have a burning feeling in my stomach that we've done a Justin Timberlake quiz before. So, hmm. I don't recall. I had to, I had to but dig I do drink deep a lot. to go into some very vague stuff. So, this is going to be very interesting. Okay. Okay, um, yes. I will stand by. Five questions revolving around Justin Timberlake. Obviously, the name of the game is sure to get five out of five. If not, three to five, four or more victory. Are you ready, Mr. Hayes? I'm ready, Mr. Fish. Oh, let's get it done. Let's do it. So, question number one. Number one. Justin Timberlake was born in Memphis, Tennessee. False. Which was named after its namesake city. In which northeastern African country? Right? Right? Kenya? No, apparently Memphis, Tennessee was named after Memphis, Egypt. Huh. Ah. Huh. I know, right? That's, I had no idea. That's hmm. amazing. Well, unless Wikipedia's fucking me over, but yeah. I don't know. That's always fascinating to find out. You're like, oh yeah, Athens, Georgia, Athens, Greece. Makes sense. York, New Amsterdam, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Number two. Number two. Justin Timberlake's middle name is Randall. Yeah, dork. On which kids' television show was Randall well-known around the playground as the resident snitch. Uh, Jesus, I don't know. Uh, the electric company? Recess. Oh, I don't... Yeah. You never ever <laughs> I was recess? Too, too old for, I was too old for recess. The only reason why I know recess was a thing is one of the guys... It was a voice on it was on celebrity rehab one year and then uh, like five years later he went on to kill himself anyways just the facts ma'am question number three. number three justin timberlake released a song called sexy back that's true can you name any one of the four men to have won people magazine's sexiest man alive twice George Clooney. Correct. Just for fun, funsies, can you name how many of the other three? Can you name? I want to say Brad Pitt. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, um, there's two others. Two others. It's not Idris Elba. He's only won at one time, but he should win it three times. 
Um, oh, God damn it. It's not Matt Damon. No. It's not, definitely not Ben Affleck. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, Johnny Depp. Okay. Sure, and that pretty Richard motherfucker. Gear. Richard Gear. Oh, okay. Okay. The spiritual Richard Gear. Isn't it crazy? And I know we're not the first person to bring this up, but like before there was an internet, the entire world heard a rumor about Richard Gear sticking a gerbil in his ass. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So Allegedly. Allegedly. That's why it's a rumor. It's just a rumor. But before there was an internet, everyone knew that for some reason. I think didn't South Park make a episode making fun of that kind of thing? Um, they made a joke about God damn it. South Park made a joke about someone sticking a gerbil in their ass. It wasn't necessarily Richard Gear. Anyway, question number four. Number four. Justin Timberlake was the only member of NSYNC that people cared about. True. Can you name any of the other members? Oh, um, Joey Fatone. Oh. Yeah, Ooh. Joey Fat One, but he's Italian, yeah. so you gotta call him Fatone. And then there was uh, J.C. Cherez, Chris Kirkpatrick, and Lance Bass. Yeah, Lance Bass is the gay kid who was going to go to space for Russia. Like uh, that was a whole, that was a weird thing. Like he paid for his ticket, they gave him training, and then at the last moment pulled the plug. Well, because they found out he was a. Uh... He was playing for the other side, and Russians don't like those kinds of people. It's very, very, very shallow thinking, Russia. Shame on you. And I believe also Joe Fatone uh, guest starred an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? I remember seeing that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I bet you funny that was guy. funny. Funny guy. Was right, that so with Aisha Tyler? Yes, when she was Okay. Yes, yes. So, so far, you got two out of four, so this is it. This is the big one. This is the question number five for the win. Number five. Good luck on this one. Um, Justin Timberlake famously released a song called Cry Me A River. Considering a human produces up to 30 gallons of tears per year, how many years would it take to fill an Olympic swimming pool? And I'll give you to the nearest thousand. <laughs> uh, 15 years. Wait, so my clue was, I'll give you to the closest 1,000 years. Oh, Jesus. And okay. you went 15. Yeah, well, I cry a lot these days. <laughs> 1,000 years. Oh, fuck you. The actual exact answer was, obviously, considering if you did ever say. So if you cried 30 gallons of tears per year, which is the average... It would take you 16,333 years to fill up an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Just the facts, ma'am. So unfortunately, you only got two, right? So that means this week, you are a loser. You lose! Oh, dear. Who's always next week? I wonder whose birthday is next week. Someday. It's it's February next week. Ooh. That's exciting. And it's a leap year, so we get an extra day's sleep, or however that uh-huh. works. Do you know? I, mean, I think that should be a that should be a holiday. That should be like a twenty ninth should day. be a holiday. Get that, yeah, we, we, we should just get a day off work. Yeah, why not? Mm. Right. Make it happen. Make it happen. 
Um, now it's time to pit some people against each other in battle in a segment that we like to call Celebrity Battle Royale. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. Celebrity Battle Royale! Um, if this is the first time hearing this segment, it's basically what I do is I give Kush four celebrity names, and he has to decide in which order they are eliminated from the Battle Royale, and who is the ultimate champion of this week's Battle Royale. Um, since we were talking about Roadhouse earlier, I thought we'd do a little fun twist. And so this week's Battle Royal contestants are all characters in movies portrayed by Patrick Swayze. Oh, fun. So the four contestants this week are Johnny Castle from Dirty Dancing. Mm. James Dalton from Roadhouse. Bodie from Point Break. And Sam Wheat from Ghost. So that's Johnny Castle, Dirty Dancing, James Dalton, Roadhouse, Bodie from Point Break, and Sam Wheat from Ghost. Well, considering two of those characters die during the movie, they're at a slight disadvantage in this contest. Yes, so the, we're, we're going to consider them all alive at this point. Just before they die, <laughs> how would they do in this fight? Go uh, I just want to speak for the record that we don't actually know that Bodhi dies in Point Break. He just mm. swims it's, off it's into, the, into the tsunami. You don't know. Otherwise, don't. why would that FBI agent let him go? There's no, there's no body. There's no body. There's no, you, there's no death. Anyways. <laughs> This is how this is going to go down. Uh, Johnny Castle, or whatever his name is, from Dirty Dancing, he's going to high kick uh, Jimmy Wheat from Ghost and push his nose up into his brain and then make him a ghost. That man is dead. He's dead. D-E-A, dead. All right. It makes sense. Because Sam Wheat doesn't become a tough guy until after he dies. I don't even know if he's a tough guy after he Well, he, I mean, he, he fucks up with that guy. Get off my train. And he's like, fuck you. Nah, that's just him being a New Yorker. I don't think he's being a tough guy. I think he's just being a New Yorker and dead. Uh, however, uh, then Bodhi comes in from Point Break, and they get into a little Tai Chi session where it's it's ballet versus Tai Chi, and sure enough, Bodhi snaps that motherfucker's neck, and 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 the man from Dirty Dancing is dirty dead. And then finally, uh, Dalton and 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 Bodhi are at it. It's Tai Chi versus Tai Chi. It's 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 it's. Such a close contest that they, uh, well, Bodhi doesn't win, but unfortunately Dalton does break his neck, uh, breaks Bodhi's neck. And there you go. Your, your winner is Dalton from Roadhouse because pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. I thought there was like a run-in from the townspeople and they all murder Bodhi. And then uh. pretend it didn't happen. Eh. No, no, no. Like, no outside interference. Kind of like Eddie Guerrero, where they all like shoot him, and then when the referee turns around, they throw the gun and they all lay down. Like, <laughs> That'll do it. That would do it. Well, congratulations, James Dalton from Roadhouse. 
We got this week's celebrity battle royal champion. Ah, oh, speaking of movies, speaking of movies, we do like speaking about movies. It's now time for that segment where Kush reviews a movie in a segment that we like to call Kush's Movie Review. Kush's Movie Review. This week's Cushy's Movie Review is Poor Things, a movie about um, J- uh, Jeff Bezos as he's walking through uh, California and he sees some homeless people and he's like, oh, look at those poor things, <laughs> before he carries on with his merry way and just gets into a space rocket that looks like a penis. Fucks off into space. The end. Mm, that, not wrong. Not wrong. No. Not wrong. You're not far oh. off. There, there's no rocket involved that I oh. bet there would have been if they had thought of one. But yeah, as I, as I alluded to earlier, before you get into the movie review, I did because I was putting together the graphics for this show. And as people that are watching the YouTube version, you would have seen the poster come up. Join the jingle. This looks fucking weird. It is like, weird. This looks creepy as fuck. Like Emma. Emma. Is it Emma? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. She looks. I'm not gonna look like she's she's a lovely she's a lovely looking woman, but in this, uh, what the fuck? She looks scary. She's gonna haunt my nightmares. <laughs> Based on this movie poster. What the fuck? No, I, I wouldn't worry about Emma Stone haunting your nightmares. Uh, she she's very very tame in this. Uh, this is poor things. It is a hard rated R. And it was, unbeknownst to me, two hours and 21 minutes. Now, I, I felt the length, but I didn't realize it was in the theater that fucking long. Um, it is directed by a guy that I do not like. His name is Yorgos Lathamas. Uh, he's also directed The Favorite, which uh, won a bunch of Academy Awards in 2019. I hated that movie. And then The Lobster with Colin Farrell. I haven't seen that movie, but I hear it is quite good. Um, also written by a gentleman named Tom McNamara. He's also responsible for writing the uh, the favorite as well, and then uh, this is based on an Alistair Gray novel. I'm not familiar with that gentleman, but he can go fuck himself. It's uh, I hated this fucking movie, Ooh. Mike Fish. Um, before we get into that though, this is nominated for eleven Academy Awards coming up here. Uh, we're talking best makeup and hair. We're talking best uh, 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 score. We're talking best picture of the year. Uh, best director, best actress, what else here? Uh, best supporting uh, actor, best adapted screenplay, best cinematography, best editing, best production design, and then finally best costume design. Um, I can make a case for this thing winning a lot of technical awards, honestly. Like a lot of effort went into this movie, regardless of what I think of it. Um, it's, it's all there on the screen very very little green screen i think it's a lot of practical sets again very over the top flamboyant costumes this is supposed to take place in an alternate world where like steampunk is kind of a thing there's dystopian future not even dystopian like there's war has been a thing but it's it's not nothing's dystopian It, it might as well be the 18th century but while there are horse and buggies, 
there are also motorized carriages that for some reason have a horse on the front of it like so it's a, it's a fun little sequence back up again where where this carriage is coming towards you and then when it makes a left turn you're like oh it's a steam-powered vehicle <laughs> go fuck yourself anyway, this is a movie about a mad scientist played by willem dafoe willem dafoe never bad in anything he's been in bad things he's never bad in anything including this he's very 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 good in this he's he's a dr frankenstein if you will if frankenstein's monster was the doctor yeah fantastic makeup on defoe he looks like he was pieced together from several other different willem defoes um he has created a creature under the guise of emma stone who again is a very pretty lady as you mentioned earlier mike fish and uh props to emma stone for figuring out a way to not only be a very attractive woman but to engage in complete full frontal nudity and make it so unsexy that no one is ever going to look this up for pornographic reasons it's mm. it's quite there'll baffling be there'll be some i'm sure oh probably 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 but this is a this movie is more clinical than it is sexy i will say and then finally mark ruffalo was in this and i Whoever told Mark Ruffalo he's funny needs to be slapped because that man is not funny. I'm talking to you, Mark Ruffalo, you are not a funny person. Your performance is not good. I don't know. I don't know where we found you. I would like to put you back though. Um, again, anyways, Willem Dafoe, mad scientist, creates Emma Stone, and when we meet her, her character, while in the body of a thirty-year-old woman, has got the brain of a of a three-year-old, maybe, maybe, maybe not even that old. Um, even even this gentleman whose name escapes me is not on my sheet here. He uh, comments, he, he ends up being Willem Dafoe's assistant, but he, he, he it's just some strange, strange dialogue. And this was like, well, what a lovely retard. Like, she's quite attractive for her retard. Like, we keep using sentences like this um, it's not for whatever Rami, reason. It? It's not Rami Youssef, is it? It is Rami Youssef, actually. Thank you. Good fella. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great actor. I don't, I don't know what I've seen. I believe I saw him in Mister Robot, but I wouldn't remember what he was in. That. Anyways, not I was important. Good, I was uh, good friends with his sister. Word. He's a, very, he's a very, he's a very nice guy. Oh, far out, man. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if I could recommend you see your friend in this movie. Um, he's not the problem. Oh, no, by no, any I'm, means. just just put it out there, just in case. He's, I'm not going to claim that I'm friends with Rami Youssef. Mm-hmm. Friends with sister. But you know his sister. Same, but, same, same. No, no. I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm name dropping. Oh, but me and Rami, me and Beth, we're not, we're not. <laughs> You better do some stretches know. before you do all that name dropping, Mike Fish. But anyway, that's okay. Man. Yeah. Anyway, we we do see over a, a progress of time, Emma Stone's character evolve, does get smarter, uh, to the point where, for whatever reason, at some point she is engaged to Rami Youssef. But then, like, she has no emotional attachment to this man. So at some point, Mark Ruffalo, who's a lawyer who drew up the marriage contract, he's like, why don't you come around the world with me and go sailing? And we're just going to fuck a lot. And he's like, all right, I guess. Why not? I ain't doing nothing else. Uh, I'll come back. I'm going to come back to you, Rami Youssef. Don't worry about it. And it's just, uh, we, we see a lot of Emma Stone's follies on her, her global, global cruise. Um, 
Mark Ruffalo gets irritated. He, he's no longer in control. If he ever was in control, uh, I hated this fucking movie, man. I can't stress that enough. I, I wish. I wish you I could go into a good movie this year yet. Have you? Not uh, well. Yeah, as of this review, you. I haven't. <laughs> as of this review, I have not. No, but um, yeah, it's it's long and it's drawn out and again there's a lot of sex in here there's a lot of nudity none of it is sexy i found none of it titillating or captivating or engaging or anything that made me want to watch this again or make me want to recommend it to anybody else the story is tired um you want to see a good movie about a dead chick reanimated back to life death becomes a no 1991's Frankenhooker. It's 85 oh. minutes long. It is also a hard R. It is directed and written by Frank Henenlotter and stars uh, James Lawrence and Patty Mullen as the titular Frankenhooker. It is very funny. It is actually engaging. It uh, doesn't necessarily need you to think about anything, but uh, Supercrack is involved and uh, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, Five stars Death for Frank Becomes Hunter. a star in Bruce Willis is a pretty good damn movie. It's fine. That's fine, too. That's, that's, it's not even the same movie, though. It's not even the same movie. That's why I didn't say that. So um, I'm going to take back a star for Frank and Hooker. Four stars for Frank and Hooker. Two stars for Poor Things. Again, I see a lot of a lot of effort on there. Best costumes, sure. Best hair and makeup, absolutely. Emma Stone, even. I, I think she's got actually a very good chance to beat out Lily Gladstone from uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Like, her character actually has a full arc. Forget what I think about the movie. Like, her performance is very good in this. Um, couldn't stand Mark Ruffalo. Willem Dafoe, again, never bad in anything. Been in several bad things. This is, uh, in my opinion, this is one of them. I hate this fucking director. And I do not look forward to seeing his next movie. Two out of five. Question from the gallery. Oh, uh, Mike Fish, I recognize you. Waffle Box Podcast. Um, for those watching the video version, I will splicey splicey the uh, movie poster up now. But you might be answered: Is this just some kind of artsy fartsy way that we want to show off the movie, or is there any particular reason why on the poster? It does appear that Emma Stone is vomiting like white marble from her chest whilst her co-stars are kind of just standing in said marble vomit. Uh, artsy for art's sake. Yeah. At no point does she ever open up her chest. Like, I mean, again, she gets super duper naked in this, but like, we, we never see the interior organ design of her. So I'm not even uh, sure what poster you're talking about, but no, it's just it's well, weird for the sake of being weird. Oh, splicey, splicey. Can you see it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I've seen that poster. I don't know what it means. Bizarre. Uh, or she poured her heart out. I guess like that's that's my knee jerk reaction. I love it. I love it when movies are artsy fartsy for artsy fartsy sake. Yeah. <sighs> they might win awards, but they tend to be shit. So you know, I, I, like I said, I was really annoyed with the movie The Favorite. And there was this guy, Yorgos, did a thing where he, he just he took a fisheye lens and then like 
two, maybe three random points in the movie. And it's literally just two to three seconds at a time each time. Just again, a, a carriage rolls by, but it's in the fish islands. You know, that's, that's the, the people mm-hmm. in your front door. It's that for whatever reason. He leans hard into it in this movie and to the point where it's like, oh, fuck off, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing these distorted figures. Just fuck off, Yorgos. I hate you. Well, there you go. Four things out now. Two out of five. Yeah, four things is currently in theaters right now. Well, let's wrap things up because I think we deserve it. Yeah, we're ending the show in a feel-good, fuzzy, fuzzy way. That'd be a lot in better. In a segment that we like to call the feel-good story of the week. Story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Mm. Oh, yeah. This week's feel good story comes to us from somewhere in Europe. Mm. Um, so long story short, I was gonna try to give out a big long drawn out stuff with the punchline maker. Oh my god, but whatever, we'll get there. Um, so Amy and Anyo are identical twins. But just after they were born, they were taken from their mother and sold oh. to separate families. So years later, like Flair. they discovered each other by chance thanks to a TV talent show and a TikTok video. So Amy, <laughs> who was 12 at the time, was at her godmother's house near the Black Sea watching Georgia's Got Talent. Now, for those in America, that's not Georgia as in the state. That is Georgia as in the country. Georgia's Got Talent. And there was a girl dancing the jive who looked exactly like her. And she was like, oh, my God, that person, that girl looks just like me. Seven years later, when she was 19, in November 2021, Amy posted a video of herself getting her eyebrows pierced on TikTok. 200 miles away... A young lady named Anno Anno Satania was sent this video by a friend, basically going, "What the fuck? Look at this! This woman on TikTok looks exactly like you. That's bizarre." Mm. And she was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." But then one thing that's another was kind of, hmm, "This is kind of interesting." So eventually, the woman who Anno who saw her TikTok started doing a little bit of snooping and managed to find Amy. On social media and reached out to her and be like hey so i saw this tiktok video of you you kind of look similar to me what's up with that and then amy was like wait a minute by any chance was you on this tv show called georgia's got talent like seven years ago she was like oh my god yes i was was well because i thought you you look like me and i look what the fuck um long story short they eventually agreed to meet up and they hung out and they got a DNA test and found out they are indeed sisters. Um, because of, I guess, the, the weird way of how things were, none of their um, adopted families knew their sordid history of being sold, and they didn't even know they had another sister. So all of this is a bit crazy, mm. crazy stuff. But basically, two babies that were sold illegally as babies have, through the power of TikTok and Georgia's got talent. Have now found each other and now living happily ever after as sisters. Now That's I give TikTok though, a lot of shit because mm. it is evil, but 
yeah, well, sometimes you've got to give it a pass. And uh, thanks to that app, two people's lives have been made better. And yeah, you got to feel good about that. I do. Yeah, that's beautiful. So congrats. I apologize if I'm pronouncing one of the names, but Amy and Anno, Anno or Anno, I'm not sure. But um, how do you spell? Shout it? out to you too. A N O A N O. Anno. Anno. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's Anno? it's Georgian. It is Georgian, but not Atlanta. It's Eastern European. Congratulations. Enjoy. Congratulations. Enjoy well, your well, lives. As yeah. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. Does, right? Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. And uh, hopefully now we've forgotten about that 70-year-old, 8-year-old. Yeah, we had a really dark days. opening. And, uh, yeah, perfect yeah, it's, ending. It's been, it's, been, it's been a weird week. It's been a weird week. And I hope, uh, you know, I hope we don't bum you out and kind of uh, enriched your life somehow. Um, but yeah, that does wrap up this week's Waffle Box. We'll be back next week, of course. Hopefully for a little bit more of a lighthearted show. And uh, if not, we'll make something up and be like, ah. Because ah. I'm sure no one fact checks our podcast. Um, but Kush, you have got a uh, other podcast called Microdose. What's, uh, yeah. what's been going on in the Microdose? Is there a new episode coming out this Friday? Uh, as you mentioned at the top of the show, we had Drew Angelman on, and uh, that's the only episode I can recommend right now. We're talking about the Academy Award Best Picture nominees. Um, I don't know if we're going to have a new episode this week. Work is just going to get in the way. So best case scenario, something new will come out this Friday, but uh, I'm I'm not holding my breath. However, big game preview, uh, big game 58. Mike Fish is going to be on that show, and uh, that we'll let you know more about that the following week. He sounds fun. Bet he's good looking. It's funny. Too. But yes, thanks for checking out the show. Of course, if you are watching on YouTube, please, we would appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button. It helps our algorithm, helps expose us to more people. If you are listening to the audio version, why not check out? You know, you're probably like, oh my god, this guy sounds so sexy because of that British accent. Well, you can now see, you know, you can see what I look like at youtube.com slash Apple Podcast. Um, but at enjoyablefox.com for all the links and update episodes and all that good stuff and show you how you can also support the podcast monetarily by subscribing to our Patreon and also buying some sweet merchandise. Um, but that's good night from me. It's a good night from Kush Lathan. Take a good night, Steve's fine people. Good night, everyone, and so long, January. No offense, but you've been a pretty shitty month. So much like Vince McMahon, you won't be missed. See you all in February. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And each other. That's all, folks. Bullshit.